Love Madden, the podcast, is now the self-love podcast with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us each week for a dose of good, healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's going on? Episode two. We are back again for another week. Yeah. Good stuff. Go us. (laughs) You're funny. What's going on in the world? Yesterday or I shouldn't... Can't say should, yesterday. Yeah, you don't know when this know. is going to air. Last week, <laughs> <laughs> Tia, right. Tia and Corey Maori Hardick announced mm, their mm, split. Mm, 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 mm. I felt away. You felt away? I did. You know, I was telling my husband this, like with Tia and Tamara and Moesha and Rudy, like I feel like I know those people. Moesha? Yes, you didn't watch Moesha every week? I did watch Moesha every week, but I don't right. feel like I know Moesha. Okay, I absolutely feel like is one of the extended cousins. Rudy I can get with. Oh, Rudy is almost like a sister, to be honest. <laughs> no, that that's facts. People used to tell me I looked like Rudy when I was younger. Really? Yeah, Rudy was goals. Different world. Martin, I felt like those were like my grown cousins like living single like those were like my older but Tia and Tamara it was it was it was it's very you know it feels like family (laughs) if y'all could see the way that I'm looking at her because again I did watch sister sister but I don't feel any type of familial attachment you don't feel like you've known them your whole life I've known them from a distance my whole life, yeah. Right, okay. So you've known them. They're your television cousins, and Tia's going through this thing, and I and I feel for her. No, I I definitely feel for her. Um, anyone, you know, who's going through a divorce after 14 long years, like, you and always really, think- Really 20-something really years. Well, because they were together for a while before they got married. Yes, when she met him at the bus stop. 22 years ago. He wasn't singing like Tyrese, but it just made me go back to the Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> she dusted him off. And, and this is how he repays her. Why are you sucking your teeth? She didn't dust him off. She was a firmly a star in the year 2000. No, no, no. She was. I, <laughs> Don't I'm do gonna, that. I'm not going to say that he didn't. I mean, she didn't upgrade him. I won't say that. Absolutely. And he and he's done low budget film after low budget film for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> and the minute he he breaks through on on the homecoming or shy or whatever he's on, now and now we have issues. Oh, brother Corey! Oh, brother Corey! Yeah, my brother. How to you not your cousin, but Corey's your brother. Well, I didn't mean brother as in my, <laughs> you my brother, brother, like I, black man, black man, black man. Yeah, I hate to see it. <laughs> Um, but the reason I thought it was important that we talk about it today is because there's a um, a clip uh, going mm-hmm. around of her on Access Hollywood, mm-hmm. I think, or some red carpet. And they're like, oh my gosh, you look so great. You're glowing. And she says something like, yeah, you know, I've heard that like three times in the last week, people have said that I'm glowing. And mm-hmm. the person is like, and she's like, I'm 44 or 42 or however old she is. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer is like, well, what is it? Like, what what's the glow? Psychologists, like, <laughs> Wait, I have questions about collagen. Um, and she said, it's self-love. Mm. And she was like, really? She was like, it's self-love. I'm just in my mid-40s and learning what what that really means. Um, and she said what it's meant for her has been setting appropriate boundaries. Come and I'm on, like, Tia, with the alley-oop for today's <laughs> episode. That, that line in the sand, that boundary was for Corey's ass. <laughs> Stay on the other stay on the other side of this line. I'm choosing me over you, brother. Period. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of the the foreshadowing into what our episode is gonna be yeah. about today. So without further ado, love it. Or leave it. Uh you wanna go first? 
Sure. So I okay. actually have two today. Oh, <laughs> I know. I had one that I was just gonna do. Um, leave it because mm-hmm. I feel like ninety nine point nine percent of the time I'm on the love it train, which is good. This is the self love podcast. True. True. Right. True. true. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm leaving this week is I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, he got this this new this, this girl. Straw, and I'm sure that'll there will be many other straws to follow, but I just yeah. don't think I can I can he can ever come back from this last thing. Like the he wore a um White Lives Matter sweatshirt or hoodie right. or whatever. Right. He was there at some fashion show with Candace Owens. Just doing the most. Mm. Like Kanye needs help. He needs meds. He needs Jesus. He everything. Also, everything. He also said that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Like mm-hmm. it's just all the things. He said and that I, slavery was a choice. Van, what's that man's name? Van, Van Lathan. Lathan got with them. Mm-hmm. But it would, I mean, it's not going to do anything. It is not going to do anything. And I saw people. So uh, one thing that I said I won't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me not. Uh, I'm I'm really struggling with this, but I'm 99.9% that I won't do. I mm-hmm. won't buy any more Yeezys, at oh, least you know. in that respect. Um, although I will say they are very comfortable shoes. But Adidas in general makes comfortable shoes. So I don't even need When he said that um, slavery was a choice, Lewis was like, I will never buy another pair of Yeezys. And he yeah. hasn't bought Anything from Kanye since that time. I miss. I think I missed that slavery as a choice. But yeah, I'm at that point now where I'm just like, Kanye, you can't get no more of my coin. Not a penny. Yeah. You're just doing the most. And I know it's mental health. And I I really hope that at some point he gets, truly gets the help that he needs. And he's surrounded by the people who can, um, you know, love him the way that he'll never be able to replace his mom of course but who can love him the way that his mother loved him because i think ever since that time i struggle with that too like i think yes there may have been a trigger there but i just it's there's there have to be underlying issues you know what i mean so yeah i think that it was a trigger that exacerbated it i don't want to make it seem like that putting this all on the shoulders of donna west like no 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 no. like not only do we have to be strong and hold everybody up in life like they 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 putting this on this in her death it's like it's not on her your your mama can't live forever and can't hold you up forever so i totally agree i mean yeah yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree with that. I just meant that that was a trigger in his a turning life point. Yeah, that we could exacerbated exactly. Yeah, the, the mental health issues that he's experiencing. So that's what I'm leaving. Although it's a sad funeral, sort of, <laughs> sort of like R. Kelly. <laughs> but um, anyway. no, we don't want to let we don't want to let Kels go. But honestly. I find him so repulsive now that I just, I don't mm-hmm. feel like, oh my gosh, I'm sad to see him go. Like I just, it's, it's I'm disgusted. Yeah. As more things him. started coming out, it just became, yeah, more yeah. disgusting. Like disgusting. Um, and so then the thing that I'm loving, because y'all know fall has been falling. The weather is crisp and cold, like we said. <sighs> but I'm loving it because it means that it is fall season at Ice Cream Jubilee, which is Ooh. a local ice cream shop here in the D.C. area. And every fall, they come out with their Maple Rye Pecan Ice Cream, which is one of my absolute favorites. Have and you had it yet this season? I haven't. And it was oh. kind of crazy because um, I came to visit you and I was like, <laughs> OK, after our visit, I'm going to go um, past Yards Park and pick up a pint of Maple Rye Pecan Ice Cream. And I didn't make it. So I will be getting some, though. And I encourage each of you all to try it. Um, it is available on Gold Belly, um, oh. which is like a national dessert shipping. I, they might sell more than dessert, but they definitely oh. have some amazing desserts on there. They sent ice cream? They sent ice cream. They sent oh. cakes, like seven-layer cakes. They sent all this stuff. Now, oh. if you get that, don't blame me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes. You you know, um, I I hope you get this ice cream soon because we were going to an event in August and I remember you saying... It's almost like as the summer winds down, I am truly looking forward to this (laughs) maple pecan ice cream. 
It's that good, y'all. It's that yeah. good. Okay. Love that for you. What are you loving or leaving this week? I have a leave it as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to the dry bar for the first time. Mm. <laughs> and I left there looking like... Who? Tell me. Tell me who. I was going to say a troll doll. I oh, mean, God. I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say some like old some time grandmother. Yeah. No, it was terrible. Um, Where did you go? I went to the one in Penn Quarter-ish oh, area. that's right? the one that I went to like years ago, though. And so, they did me okay. And I was thinking like, oh, this is great. Like cost mm-hmm. savings. I could go every two weeks, sign up for the little package, package the bar fly or whatever, and get $45 blowouts. So I try to look at reviews to see like who did who they name because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was trying to find a black person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I couldn't really see any names, but I didn't look that deeply into the reviews because when I went back, it has oh, a God. plethora of one star reviews. Oh gosh. You mean just the location? In general. That location, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm, I, thought I had done my due diligence. I said, well, I'm going to try it out. I had like a first time little $10 off. So I was like, okay, if it doesn't work out for 40 mm-hmm. something bucks, what, what's the big right, deal? Right, right, right. So I go in timely. No one's at the front. I wait. I do notice that every single person in the chair is black and all the stylists are black. And I was like, feeling comforted. I was like, okay, all right. They should be able to, you know, hook me up. Girl comes to the front. Tells me it's gonna be a wait. It's like a twenty minute wait. So I'm oh already gosh. or third, maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, so I'm already kind of like, not the place where you're supposed to be waiting. That's the point of going yes. to a dry bar. So I'm already kind of like, huh, this is not what I expected. And I thought, I don't know, because they call it a dry bar that they would offer me like some water or some like <laughs> <laughs> where I get my nails done is this place called Nail Saloon, and their whole theme is it's like a saloon, and so mm-hmm. they they have like wine, beer, mm-hmm. coffee, tea, mm-hmm. water, spa water. Girl, nobody. Offered me a water, a mint, a nothing. I was just sitting there. I was like, hmm, okay, so what you get for $40, yes, $45? Don't have your expectations too high. So the girl comes out and she was like, hey, thank you so much for your patience. You know, I get shampoo, whatever. And long story short, my hair looked terrible. It looked terrible. So I came home and I just opened the door and I just, just stood there <laughs> looking at my family. <laughs> and I was like, mom, I like your hair. Uh-oh. It was so big. I was, oh, like, big. I was like, thanks, boo. <laughs> and Ben was like, yeah, yeah. What? Where did you say you went again? <laughs> so I just got to work section by section and, you know, put some curls That's in neat. it. Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. So, right. you know, no big deal. But um, I won't be back. Not to that location. That's crazy. So yeah, I, it is very it's stylist specific at Dry Bar. So if y'all know any of any good stylists at a Dry Bar location, let me know. Yeah. Right. Because this because the stylist that I go to who has her own um mm-hmm. suite, she came from Dry Bar. She was trained by Dry Bar mm-hmm. and her blowouts are great. So yeah, that's that's how I got to came to the conclusion. And there's some other blow blow dry bars in our area, but since I'm in DC, I was like, it would be so great to have a quick place for in between in DC. And I'm gonna tell y'all, I mean, y'all probably know this, but training at a one place, somebody picks it up better than the other Mm -hmm. people because even at this other dry bar in our area. There's probably like two or three people you can go to. The rest of the people. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And yeah. So it's a yeah. no. You either have it or you don't. She that's has it, it. She and that's has and it. that's why she's moved on to greener pastures. But yeah, um, I know it's so hard. And then we'll move on. It's so hard to find a good stylist. Like when you move, like you know, you're now you're looking for somebody in DC. I'm looking for somebody in Southern Maryland, and I, I just don't even know how you find these people outside of Instagram. And I don't even really want to do that. So. And then with like the stylists that are great or that like you've been with for years, yeah, available changes or yes. more people find out about them so it's harder yes. to book them and this was one of those situations where I, I, I needed to go on a Sunday. So one thing about black women <laughs> they do not do hair on the Lord's day. Exactly that is the <laughs> hair Sabbath. Okay. So I said let me go on over here to this drug bar where I know they'll be open. It was mm. not the right idea. Alright well 
Let us know if you have any good recommendation, blowout recommendations in the DC or Southern Maryland area. Yeah. Until then, I'm back. I'm back in Knotless on Friday. We'll talk about this <laughs> offline because I was actually going to talk to you about that. All right. And now it's time to set, set the, the table. table. All right, y'all. So, you know, we are doing a two-season series on um, the weekly word, and it is an A through Z um, exploration of self-love and self-compassion with a number of topics. And this week's word is boundaries, the letter B. Um, As you guys know, this is a sort of deeper dive on an existing blog series that I've done. So if you want to read more about this, you can find it at lovemadden.com. But here's what I had to say about it on the blog. There is no healing without boundaries. Boundaries help us to set limits around our participation in relationships and activities. They protect our time and our energy, and they promote peace in our lives. A critical boundary that I've set recently is the one around my relationship with God. Creating this boundary provides the space and the time for me to meet with my creator daily. The framework for Love Madden is love God, love self, and love others. And that is based on the truth that our relationship with God serves as the model for our relationship with everyone else. So by focusing on my relationship with God, I'm also learning how to better my relationship with me. Jesus set boundaries. Luke records that while the news about him spread all the more and crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses from near and far, Jesus often took time to withdraw to isolated places and pray. This is in Luke chapter 5. Christ himself preached the importance of dedicated time with God. But when you pray, he said, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. These instructions to create boundaries, not just around our time and our priorities, but physical ones as well, is something to consider, whether it's time spent with God or prioritizing a passion project, a commitment to focusing on self-care or self-love. Another great tool that I found is this book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nadra Glover-Tawab. It was one of my top reads from 2021. I've shared about it on this podcast before. It really helped me to reset some of my practices around family, work, finances, and more. I definitely recommend that you listen to it. It's always going to be audible for me. Um, Or read through it if you like to sit down with the book. Um, And for those of you who want to do some deeper work, she actually developed a corresponding workbook after the book was released. If you don't follow her yet on social media, her handle is at Nedra Tawab, N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. Also be in the show notes. The beautiful thing about this practice of setting boundaries is that whether we seek out these additional tools or not, this is the kind of thing that we can set intentions around almost immediately. My word for 2022 has been still, and I've learned even more during this season how intentional boundaries around my time and my busyness have helped me to get to know myself better and love myself better. With that being said, it's time to dig, dig in. in. Yummy. All right. So my first question for you, Maddie, is mm-hmm. what do boundaries mean to you? How would you define them? Um, so boundaries are creating, you know, I, uh, I'm trying to think of how I can kind of use the, use the, define without, it without, without using, the, using word. the word, right? <laughs> um, but creating healthy parameters mm-hmm. around your time, your energy, your space um, that are are based in and grow out of a better understanding of yourself. So I think before you can set a boundary and definitely before you can communicate it to someone else, mm-hmm. it requires some self-exploration. Um, we don't really even know what we need until we get to know ourselves a little bit better. Um, so that's how I would define it. What about you? Anything to kind of take away or add? Yeah. So, um, when I was thinking about this, I was like, uh, how do I define it? Like, just like you without Mm -hmm. using the word. So I said, putting up appropriate safeguards to Mm -hmm. protect your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self. Um, and for me, sometimes those safeguards look like concrete walls where they Mm -hmm. have to be hard and fast. And sometimes they look like fences where, you know, we allow access at the appropriate times to the appropriate people. Um, and then sometimes it also looks like, no limits. So no Um, boundaries. uh Right. And so it's when we think about 
um, times where it may be appropriate not to set boundaries. It's like when we are indulging in like negative self-talk or self-doubt and we're limiting ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily want to place limits on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and what we're capable of. So that was one kind of the three boundary distinctions that I um, thought about as I was unpacking this. And, you know, I really was just thinking like, it's important for us to be able to acknowledge, honor, and act upon all three of those different types of boundaries that I've kind of outlined. And that's just my own interpretation of them. For sure. And it, that that's important that you said that piece about the acknowledging and honoring, because sometimes we can feel guilt around our boundaries, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to like loved ones and family. Um, like I'm, you know, speaking of like physical boundaries, mm-hmm. I, I am, and I, talked about this before. I feel touched out. Mm-hmm. Like I just need boundaries around my body. <laughs> I'm like, please stop touching me. Um, more for my daughter than my husband, but it's sometimes where I just don't want anybody to touch me. I just want <laughs> to just not be touched. Um, and that's like a tough one because I feel like I am a comfort to her. Like touching mm-hmm. me makes her feel comforted, right? but also not at my own expense. So We've been working through some stuffies or some other things that you can touch other than me at the times where I begin to feel touched out. Not always, but that was a really hard boundary for me to to set because it was an instance where I wanted to put the other person before Before myself, but then I just ended up being so, you know, aggravated and frustrated Mm -hmm. and and not showing up well for her anyway. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think that's really good what you said about just honoring them, like Seeing the value in boundaries helps us to honor them and maintain them because sharing it once is one thing, but you have to maintain boundaries with yourself and with other people. Right. Yeah. So talk about the role that boundaries has played in your personal journey to healing. And Mm -hmm. if there is a personal story or lesson that you want to share, talk about that as well. Yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit in the word. I think really setting boundaries around my time has been... um, super important to me, especially in the season when I was working full-time and also scaling a business full-time, as well as you know my other responsibilities with family and social life. I have a fairly busy social calendar. Um, I started to feel really depleted. These were all things that I wanted to do, desired to do, or felt responsible for, but I had to make some decisions because you can't do everything and be mm-hmm. everything to everyone. So it's not just about setting boundaries around things that I don't like. Cause I think I'm, I'm pretty good with that, right? Like mm-hmm. I have a tendency towards being direct and letting people know if I'm not into it, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to do it. But for me, it was around finding, finding the way to prioritize the things that I did want to participate right. in or be responsible for and create boundaries around that so that I would have time to rest so that I would have time to care for myself mm-hmm. so that I would have time to spend um, with God. Right. And that meant not doing some of the things that I wanted to do. Um, and sometimes we don't get to do some of the things that we want to do so that we can do some of the things that we have to do. And right. I know we talk a lot about luxury and the soft life and, you know, uh, but also there are things that need to get done. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to be realistic and set boundaries around, you know, getting the bills paid, doing the work, Um so yeah, I think that's how it's it showed up for me. It's, it was trying to figure out how to prioritize the things that I wanted to do and knowing that I can't do everything and that's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. What about you? What was your sort of lesson for yourself? My lesson for myself was um, the fact that not setting boundaries or or allowing flexibility in the boundary when it was really a hard and fast boundary definitely has impacted um, my healing journey. So I have um, allowed someone else's situation, challenge, Mm -hmm. obstacle to either allow me not to set a boundary at all or to just throw caution to the wind when I did set a boundary because Mm -hmm. I felt like it was selfish of me um, not to help them in their time of need. So it gets back to what you were saying about the whole guilt, you Mm -hmm. know, thing. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we've said it before and I'll say it again. 
putting yourself above others um, besides God is not selfish. It's really Mm -hmm. self-preservation. And, you know, I think for me, it's been important to um, find an accountability partner as it relates to the boundary, even Mm -hmm. when you haven't necessarily designated them an accountability Mm -hmm. partner. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, (laughs) I remember a situation this summer where you and I were talking and Mm -hmm. I had a friend who was in need and, the need was, you know, great. And, you know, in, in her eyes and, and in my eyes too. Um, but I was willing to throw caution to the wind on my own boundaries yeah. and self-care to like try to be superwoman to somebody else. And, um, you know, that's not the way to live all the time. And so. I don't even know that you recognized it in the in No, the time. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I, li- I, li- I live for a boundary. Mm-hmm. It has been, like you said, it's been a life preserver for me. And I think there are some situations where it's um, easier, mm-hmm. um, like at work. That's you know, it's yes. the, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like, yep. I will respond to this email tomorrow. Right. And there, there was a time in my life where I didn't feel that way. I felt mm-hmm. like I had to be responsive all the time. Um, but then there are some situations where it's harder, like with family or people you love. Right. Um, you know, it's hard to tell your best friend no, or your mom no, or your mm-hmm. husband no, or your children no. But um, I think when the people love you back, they get it. They understand. Um, and if they don't, that's okay too. Um, it's not... I know we all feel like and there is value in being like liked and perceived mm-hmm. in a certain way by mm-hmm. others. Um, and so we 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 want to communicate these things gracefully and with mm-hmm. tact. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if people don't get it, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. It's yeah. it's more important that you take care of yourself than you try to appease somebody else. And honestly, you might be in a season where you need to reevaluate the closeness of that relationship if somebody can't understand something that you've tried to communicate with mm-hmm. grace and with tact. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, Do you have any advice that you would give to the people around implementing a practice around boundaries? Um, I think the first thing is to take an assessment of your needs. A lot of us don't even know what we need. Uh, We think we know what it is that we want, but we're not sure what it is that we need. So I think it's important for us to kind of take an assessment. Um, Mm -hmm. And once we've done that, I I think it's very valuable to sort of sort things out and write things down so you can see them on paper, shift things around, prioritize, and then look at all of your needs and and ask yourself the question, what can I implement? And this is not necessarily, we're we're in such a quick rush to communicate it to others, Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I need, but ask yourself, what can I implement to allow me to better meet this need in my own life. And I think we'll begin to see what boundaries we can put in place once we start to have those honest conversations with ourselves. In some cases, they require communicating with others, Mm -hmm. but in many cases, they don't. These are actions that we can take on our own Mm -hmm. um, to help, like you said, protect ourselves, create those safeguards and parameters in our lives. So, Right. Yeah. What about you? What advice would you have? My advice is to let your gut be your guide Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to boundaries. So if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sit right, if it doesn't align right with, you know, your current values or state of where you are in life, then you owe it to yourself to put up those appropriate safeguards. Um, And nine times out of 10, your gut is telling you the right thing. Your mind might be trying to trick you out of, you know, what it is you should do. Um, but you know, in deep down in the pit of your stomach, what it, what's right for you in that moment. Um, so I think that's important. And then getting to something you just mentioned about not having to communicate every single boundary. So as I was thinking about and preparing for this episode, I was on, um, Instagram and there was a story that came up on Lovey's page um, from Haley Page McGee, um, who is a codependency recovery coach. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I was like, let me go follow Haley. (laughs) But um, the post said, not all boundaries need to be communicated, especially if you have no intention of maintaining a relationship 
with a person. Mm. Um, and then she gave some examples of what nonverbal boundaries can look like, right? Because mm-hmm. there are times where we feel like we owe people some type of explanation. And like you said, if it's not a relationship that you're planning on, you know, maintaining preserving, or yeah. preserving, then it, it might not be necessary. And, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you can communicate things without using words as well. That's it. Like I said this to um, a former coworker of mine, we met over lunch yesterday and I told mm-hmm. him, I was like, um, you know, we were just talking about sort of the pace at work and expectations. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will respond. I will read an email anytime mm-hmm. that I'm available, but I will set the boundary to schedule it to go out at 8 right. a.m. And by me waiting to schedule it to go out after 8 a.m., Mm-hmm. That says to the person without, you know, saying it, I might have right. emailed her at one o'clock in the morning, but mm-hmm. she works from 8 a.m. to right. whatever end time. And I mean, end time I'm more flexible on, like I, you know, might send something late or after work hours, whatever. But at some point you have to decide what is the cutoff, 11 o'clock, 12 mm-hmm. o'clock, 1 a.m. Because there are people who work all throughout the night. And just because mm-hmm. somebody sends you an email doesn't mean you have to be immediately available. But I also don't have to make no announcement like, don't send me no emails at 2 a.m. You can, you can do whatever you would like to do. <laughs> <laughs> As for me in my house, you'll get this you response do. back after yeah. 8. And I think the more you exercise a boundary um, and communicate it, whether it's you know through words or otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll also be more... Um, perceptive around how you treat other people as well. So like I'm more careful about when I send emails, sometimes I'll schedule something, even if I'm the initiator to go to somebody, you know, Monday after nine, even Mm -hmm. if I'm working over the weekend, just so that they don't feel like they need to be responsive Mm -hmm. as well. So I think it goes both ways, sort of setting Mm -hmm. and respecting other people's boundaries Mm -hmm. through our actions, not just our words. Yeah. I, um, do that as well. And I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes I feel like a technological granny, which is kind of weird, but I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. I just started using that delayed delivery feature on Outlook and maybe I just never really took oh. the time to look for it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, I be telling y'all, I, be, that, I feel like well, a grandma. Now grand. you know, grand. <laughs> <laughs> granny. Anyway. <laughs> Make sure to send me Haley's um, handle as well so yes. I can include it in the show notes. Will do. Yeah. Because um, then I started thinking like, am I codependent? Which that's a different discussion. For Who do you think you're codependent day. with? Your mom? Huh. Because I feel like people usually talk about it in the context of like our parents, like Family, people yeah. the mom. Yeah. Uh, yes. But then I see other, maybe maybe it's not codependency. Uh, not this, the discussion for today's episode. Anyway. Right. Because as usual, <laughs> we need to make sure that we are defining and using these words <laughs> correctly. Yeah, I, like- <laughs> I was reading something the other day about trauma bonding and how people use it, which is like, oh, we're both bonding over shared trauma. Like I was abused and you were abused and that's a trauma bond and now we're in this relationship. But trauma that's not what trauma bonding means. It's about the people who the abuser and the person who mm-hmm. experienced it, but people use it in a different way all the time. That's so true. I think two other terms that might be thrown around are um, codependency and interdependency. So I think mm-hmm. we make, make sure we, we're crystal clear That's before exactly. we chat about let it. Me, let me not talk about it on this episode. I will get back to you later. <laughs> But anyway, um, if there is one way that you can apply this, uh, the practice of setting boundaries um, in your life in the very near future, what would it be? So this is an area that I've done a lot of work in. I think, um, actually, before I even speak to this, there's one more thing that I want to say, because when you ask the question about um, takeaways for somebody else who's trying to implement Mm -hmm. this, I I wanted to also kind of, as you were talking, I wanted to put the hat on of maybe someone who doesn't do this so well. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I really, it's not a problem for me to tell someone that I can't make it to something. I don't feel, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like badly, you know, if if I can't do it, then I can't do Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people who feel like they need to quote unquote show up for people, Mm -hmm. even if it's people who haven't showed up for them. And Mm -hmm. I, I find that Mind blowing because it's not something that I experience. But mm-hmm. who, if you're if you're that person, I just want to mm-hmm. take a minute to talk to that person too. I want, you know, if you're listening and that's sort of how you feel, 
I want you to know how important it is that you take care of yourself, that you value yourself over Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of, I think, get to that space where you're good with the self-worth and the value, then you'll start to see that self-compassion grow out of that. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done the work in that compassion space, I think it'll become a little bit less challenging to communicate to someone else that you have to put yourself first and that's okay. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I've had conversations with um, mostly women and younger women who just have Mm -hmm. a hard time with setting boundaries around friends, um, Mm -hmm. finances, spending money that they don't have, trying to, (laughs) (laughs) you know, keep people happy. Right. Um, You know, spending thousands of dollars to be in somebody's wedding that they don't really like or, um, mm-hmm. you know, overextending themselves in a relationship with someone who they're in a situationship with. I just, I see so much of that, especially something we struggle with in our twenties, but even in our thirties and forties where we know that this doesn't feel good back to your gut check. We know that this isn't what we want to do, but for some odd reason, we put the other person first. So if that's you, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Who sung this song? Every time I try to leave, something keeps calling me back. Me back. Mac, that's how Mac, it Mac. I don't know. I was about to say uh, B2K or somebody. No, no, not B2K, but sometimes I have those thoughts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you feel like that's you? Who's calling you back? Again, I did not ask to be given a third degree on this podcast. Like, <laughs> Some conversations are for post-podcast listening. Anyway. All right. So back to answering the question about how I can apply this in my own life in the future. Um, This is a practice that I've actually started that I want to continue with, which is um, daily habit tracking. So I use the journal to um, write down not just like to-do lists, but... Mm -hmm goals and intentions for the day, prioritizing Mm -hmm. how I want to feel for the day. So I talk about Mm -hmm. how I feel, how I want to feel, what my priorities are, why those things are important. And then I I have some slots to track um, habits like water intake. And did I take a 20 minute break every how many ever hours or what kind of physical activity did I do today? And it's something that I keep open on my desk every day. Mm -hmm. And just by seeing something and writing something and starting my day by thinking about it, Um, it has allowed me to better sort of track my boundaries. Yeah. So this is something that I started doing as a test for the journal that I will be releasing the gratitude and grace journal. Mm. Um, Initially, I just wanted to focus on a daily habit of just gratitude. And then what can I forgive myself or show myself compassion around for the day? Mm. But um, as I started practicing it, I said, before I get all this stuff manufactured and printed, I want it to come into a practice. So I just made like a little shoddy version for myself. Mm -hmm. I realized that there's just been so much value in just kind of setting intentions for the day. Um, Again, not just tasks, but how I want to feel and tracking habits in a very like easy way. So um, journaling has been a valuable one for me and I'm excited to share that journal with you all when it's published. Yay. What about you? If there's something that you could apply like right away to set better boundaries, what would it be? Why are you making that face? Because I think I answered the question a little bit differently. It was like Mm -hmm. one practice that I'm going to establish for myself related to boundaries. Mm -hmm. But um, so what I'll say is, you know, sometimes you have to save yourself from yourself. So for me, I felt like I needed to start setting some um, financial boundaries uh-huh. in my life via a budget. So there are different type of boundaries, uh-huh. so we're, you know, and how we relate to others, but then just in how we live our lives. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. um, I felt like I needed to start, not felt like, but I need to start establishing a budget and tracking and holding myself accountable to the budget as well. Because I have some financial goals that I want to achieve, you know, mm. before this new expense that I've taken on, mm-hmm. I had a, a good amount of slush fun. And so when you live in like the slush, it's like a little easier to not, to, to not, tighten that belt a little bit, to not, to not live on a budget. And so now that I, you know, I, I need to just get myself in a, on a little bit more of a financial plan. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have some home projects that I want to get done and some life 
things that I want to tackle and achieve. And really the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is setting the boundary. So mm-hmm. just do it is really the um, what I'm going to tell you all because I, I need to, like I said, do it for myself. Um, whatever that boundary is that you need to set. It just so happens that in my life right now, it's not a boundary with the person, mm-hmm. it's a boundary with myself. So the action is what? Creating a budget? Creating a budget, creating mm-hmm. the boundary and um, checking in, you know, right. to make sure that you are adhering to the boundary. And, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. There's some line items in that budget that are hard and fast. There are some that are fences. There are none that are limitless, okay? (laughs) I wish there were, but... um, So, yeah, it's really about making sure that you have something to guide you. And I think sometimes, like you said, when you are able to get very clear on the boundary, and I think even writing it down sometimes helps. Like, not that you need to have a boundary list, but sometimes just making sure that you're very clear on what it is helps you to be able to adhere to it and communicate it. Writing it down definitely helps. And writing it down helps you to get clear on what it is. What it is, yeah. Before, yes. you know, before you, it's not even writing it down to help you remember, but sometimes mm-hmm. you, you can work through something through yes. by, yes. by writing it out. And it, you know, we always talk about the importance of writing things out, but it's like an extra step, two minutes that people just don't want to do. But there's just the so- society that we live in right now. There's so <laughs> much value in it. I can't it underscore that enough that if you take an extra minute to write a list or a check mark or an intention, um, it helps it stick. It frames your day. It doesn't have to be pages upon pages of, you know, Moesha style uh, Dear Diary entries. Here goes Moesha again. (laughs) Another nod to my girl. (laughs) Um, But I do think that it is important that we write things down. Okay, before I go into closing, I wanted to spend just a little bit more time talking to you about relational boundaries because I think that's one area that's really important. And I know both of us kind of talked about things that we want to do like with ourselves and in and of ourselves, but, um, is there anything that you can share? And it could be from personal experience or, Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise about communicating once you've set the boundary and you've, you know, you figured it out. So whether it's with your budget or, you know, Mm -hmm. with my time or intentions Mm -hmm. or whatever, I think Mm -hmm. that the hard part people have once they've done that is communicating it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm just, I'm not sure like why, or what people can do to help overcome that. It goes back to that whole thing about being like the Mm -hmm. validation piece Mm -hmm. of it. Um, You know, for me, when I didn't realize that I, you know, had a boundary that I needed to set, it was like, I want, I I consider myself like a loyal friend. So it, to me, it was making kind of me feel like I wasn't being loyal to my friend. But at the end of the day, I think the core goes back to you, me wanting to feel validated and liked. So, um, you, you said, know, okay, if, but before you, you didn't realize it, it's because you wanted to be a good friend. Once you realized it, what did right. you do? What, what happened after that? Where did the story leave off? Cause I never checked back. Did you, did you communicate? No, you, you got to get out of jail free card. I remember yeah, now yeah. <laughs> I did ask you to, and you were like, Oh, it worked out. <laughs> I was it like, did it? God knew what I needed, but <laughs> my plan no, nah, he did. Not nah, anyway. My plan was, I mean, and, and this is hard. Like you have to have the conversation. So you have to say, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. And that's, that was the boundary that I needed to set um, for myself, but it's setting a time where you can have an un- under- uninterrupted conversation with that person about the boundary. Make sure that you're in the right headspace and mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, it doesn't have to be a perfect headspace for that person, but sometimes depending on where they are, mm-hmm. you know, in their day, giving it to laying it on them when you're ready and you mm-hmm. might not think that they're ready, it could cause some issues around, you know, around the boundary. So I think just, you know, having the conversation making sure that you communicate it in a way, like you said, with grace and tact. Um, And that's something that I need to just check on because sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that I am communicating in a way that is coming off as like me wanting to, in a, let me not say loving, but Mm -hmm. in like a helpful Mm -hmm. way. And then when it's delivered to the other person, Mm -hmm. they feel like I was trying to be, you know, mean or, not loving or not nurturing. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, it, it, it's really just, I don't, it's a hard thing, but I would just say have setting time to have the conversation and not like, oh, can you pencil me in at, you know, 15 right. or 15, but right. making sure the mental space is there. You're in the right place and that person is in a okay place to receive whatever you have to say. And I think sometimes when it, when stuff does land wrong, cause it ha- that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's asking that specific person because different people have different needs and a yeah, lot, a lot it. of how people perceive things is based on their own experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think just, you know, kind of writing them off like, well, I said it with love and this was my intention. So how you got it is how you got it. I don't, I don't know if that's the right approach because intentions, intentions are only a part of the equation. So what I've learned is to ask my, you Mm -hmm. know, different friends or in my relationship, like, wait, what part of that made you feel unappreciated? Mm -hmm. What what was the language? Was it my body? Like, what was it? Because I want to be conscious not to do it again. Do it again. Yeah. It was something I said to one of my friends, one of my really close friends that, you know, she always like, she's super jokey. So she's always mm-hmm. joking with me. And then I, and I'm like, not like, I'm not like the quickest with the snaps or whatever. So I try to like snap back and then it, it didn't work. It <laughs> <laughs> she said she didn't really expect it from me. Like I try to be like smart and that's just hadn't been like the nature of, <laughs> I guess, my, or my part of the relationship, right? right? right like right. she's always joking. And then Girl, she told me like she really like she like I hurt her feelings, feelings yeah. and I felt terrible. Oh. I was like, I was just joking because you be joking, but then under every joke is a little bit of true, is a little bit of bubbled up feelings. Under every lol is a little a bubble. Little <laughs> so you know, she shared her feelings, and I shared my feelings. It was super cathartic. You know, we cried and all that kind of stuff. And oh. so hasn't been an issue again. But like, I think we cried not because of the interaction, but because we both had pent up stuff oh, that okay. it just happened to come out. Like, oh, well, I God. said, I you know, I made this little joke because I felt X Y Z, and she's like, oh, well, whole time I've been feeling X Y Z, and it didn't have to do with one another. Mm-hmm. It had to do with experiences with other friends and. um it was really valuable rather than to say, for me to say, well, I was just joking and you took it wrong or to mm-hmm. myself, oh, she took it wrong. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, no, it doesn't matter that I was joking. If something hurt my friend, I want to know what's going on so I could correct it. But that mm-hmm. should not make us feel fearful of, of communicating or expressing boundaries. It didn't, if anything, it changed our relationship for the better. better. So I think- Yes, there's a chance that something might hit wrong. Yes, there's a chance that somebody might be offended or not take it right. And I think we have to be mature enough as the recipient to say, I felt a way. And then I think as the deliverer, we have to be mature enough to say, okay, first of all, I apologize. Um, and then how can I correct it? What what would you like to see me do differently? So and I that's think there's it. It's all that. about putting on your Big girl draws Mm -hmm. and having the tough conversations. Um, And, you know, like you said, it it, normally it'll make the relationship better. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, then, you know, maybe God's trying to tell you something. For sure. For sure. So, um, okay. Well, I hope you all found that valuable. We would love, as Tennille said in episode one, to keep the conversation going, to get Mm -hmm. feedback, to hear what... um, you know, you all have to say what your experiences have been around. Number one, setting boundaries. Number two, practicing and maintaining them in your life. And then number three, communicating them to others. Yeah, that's the one. Let me know if y'all have any tips and tricks. Because when I thought about <laughs> what Maddie asked me, I was like, I really don't have any good ones outside of just, you know, making sure that the the environment is right. Mm-hmm. Because communicating boundaries is something that I struggle with. Mm. Um, I think it's one of those things too, that gets better with reps. I think the first time that you try to do that, or when you're, when you're not so comfortable in that space, you're like setting a time to meet with the person and get everything right. And, but then you'll get to a point where it becomes so fluid that you can even do it right in that moment, right? When they Mm -hmm. make the ask instead of saying yes, and then coming back and saying no and having to, you know, let me think about it. Because we nine times out of ten we know when the, when the person makes the ask, so I think it's easier to say like, "Hey, I would love to be able to show up for you right now. I just don't have the bandwidth." Or, "Girl, I've I've, I've been so exhausted." Or, you know, I've been going through something else in my in my personal life that maybe I haven't even shared, but I just I don't have it. Mm-hmm. But you know, but if there are other ways that I could show up for you in the future, I would love to. But I literally am not in a space right now where I can do that. 
don't be a baby in your boundaries. That's like when you told me I was, um, when I said that prayer <laughs> acronym and you was like, it was a fisher. Right? <laughs> oh God, you be stuck first. My, <laughs> my first boundary. We got to start somewhere. <laughs> We've got to start somewhere. All right. Anything else before we go into our closing prayer? No, that's it for me. All right, before I ask you to hit that organ, Marcus, let's, uh, can you hit a quick happy birthday to our sound engineer? By the time this plays, it's going to be a little bit late, but happy birthday to you, Marcus. I want to, to you. That was good. <laughs> um, I just want to take a second to honor you. We're grateful for you. You yeah. have been a steadfast friend. And even though you're not in front of the mic on this show, um, you're just as much a part of, you know, this team of bringing this production to fruition as we are, if not more, there will be no, we don't know how to do this. So there would be no podcast <laughs> without the talents of our sound engineer. So yes. happy birthday, Marcus. Happy birthday. We love you. All right. Back to work. With that being said, Marcus, let me get that Oregon. <laughs> All right. This week's closing prayer, we have a passage, a prayer, and a practice. The passage is out of Matthew 5, verse 37. It says this, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from evil. Yes is a complete statement. No is a complete statement. And I think we need to get comfortable with that and know that there is some scripture that supports um, us being able to be straightforward and frank and candid in our communication and to have integrity around our boundaries. It's one thing to have the boundaries, but I think it's important to practice integrity um, in how we show up. So here's our prayer. God, thank you for being so powerful and so sovereign, yet experiencing a humble human existence in the form of your son, Jesus Christ so that we might learn from and model our lives after his. Thank you for telling us and showing us how to practice integrity and set boundaries around our relationships with you. Help me to discern how to best protect my time and energy and allow me to communicate that with others in a way that's both clear and effective. Allow me, God, to learn how to honor myself by how I practice honoring you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And here's our practice for the week. This week, say it with me, y'all. I will this week. <laughs> I will determine one healthy boundary around a relationship or an activity that I'd like to protect. I will write the boundary down in a place where I can first reflect on it before putting it into practice or further expressing it to others. So let's promise one another that we will do that. We will determine one healthy boundary that we can practice around a relationship or activity. And before we do anything with it, just write it down. That's it. And that's all I got for you this week. That was good. All right, y'all. Here's the boundary. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Self-Love Podcast with Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social, L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.